Hey lunatics, you're listening to Let the Meat Grass, a podcast exploring real food, broken ecosystems, and a better way to live. I'm Austin Williams, your farmer and podcast host. Before I began farming, I was a public school teacher who had grown up in the suburbs of St. Louis. And if you were like me, you had no idea what was real or who to trust when it came to our food. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a chance you've begun to doubt what huge food corporations are trying to sell you is as healthy as it's cracked up to be. And for good reason. I'm dedicating this show to you, the lunatics, the crazies, who have chosen to opt out, to stray beyond the safe and familiar confines of grocery store walls to support a farmer. And not just any farmer, but a farmer whose mission is to heal the land and nourish the people. You see, conventional farms are dying. We've been losing farmers for well over a century now. When 100% of us eat and only 1% of us farm, we have a math problem. Help me do the math by sticking around, listening closely, and voting with your forks to support real food. See you soon. Hey, lunatics. Recently, I binge-watched the entire miniseries of Chernobyl on Hulu with my wife, and this one line from a monologue at the beginning has really stuck with me. If you thought I didn't do anything other than farm all day, you're mostly right, but we found time for this. So, in advance, it's going to be dramatic. If you can't handle a touch of the theatrical, you should turn this off right now. But if you want to hear a faux monologue indicting the industrial food system, stay tuned and enjoy. What is the cost of lies? The danger of lies is the ease at which they are digested, since the truth is hard to stomach. Which is easier to say? You have high blood pressure take these pills, or you have high blood pressure, change your diet. The lies with which we are confronted are the lies of artificial ingredients, genetic modification, food adulteration, grain feeding, feedlots, synthetic fertilizer, and the forced closing of local food economies by the dictatorial food police. It starts with unnatural foods. Thousands of nameless, tasteless ingredients cooked up in a laboratory far from Grandma's kitchen and pitched as if they're even better. Pitched as if Grandma herself would approve, whoever she is. And she probably would. After all, she's been lied to as well. We miss walking through her garden and hearing from her how each plant has a name. And each plant has a purpose. Rosemary and thyme for spice basil to keep the bugs away, and a thousand more I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. Food is a mystery to me, to us. We don't touch it, see it, feel it. We don't see when the garden is being eaten by grasshoppers. We don't hear the sheep munching on grass. We don't feel a warm bottle of milk directly after being expressed from the bulging teats of a dairy cow on a crisp fall morning. I'd say the cost is around $3.5 trillion per year in America. That's what we spent on healthcare last year in this country, $10,000 per person. But does that sum of money even compare to our imagination failure? 
does it even compare to the absolute mystery that food has become? Cities have become our cocoons, and the interweb are spiderwebs. Now I think of spiderwebs. I saw a garden spider on a mobile feeder once. It patiently waited on dew-encrusted string every morning, searching for its prey. It was ugly and beautiful at the same time. I caught grasshoppers for it and placed them on the web, but this felt like cheating, so I eventually stopped. Like everything else, that spider came to pass. Can our food be ugly and beautiful at the same time? Can it be ugly as long as it is not understood, yet beautiful once we grasp its place in the ecosystem? Food can be beautiful if we can grasp that hamburgers come from cows, and happy cows live on grass, eating the grass. The grass that's eaten goes through four different stomachs, and out comes manure. Manure covers the pasture, and the cows move on. Dung beetles come up after the cows, and tug the manure into the ground. The manure becomes a slow-release natural nitrogen capsule. The pasture spends several months growing new grass. This pasture sucks CO2 out of the air to build above and below ground biomass. When the cows come around again, some of these roots decay into organic matter, and this organic matter makes rich, black topsoil. Topsoil is so full of life, it steams on crisp fall days. It's full of mycorrhizal fungi and earthworms. It's feeding the grass and being fed by the grass. It's sequestering carbon out of our atmosphere and turning it into topsoil. Maybe we can appreciate our topsoil if we can rightly appreciate our hamburgers. Then, food becomes beautiful. Where did beauty go? Somewhere between our search for enriched white bread and pasteurized, homogenized milk, we missed it. We let go of reality and accepted a fantasy instead. We gave up real food for a sorry imitation. The cost of revealing the truth increases with each passing day. The gap widens between our sedentary, junk food lifestyles and what our bodies really crave. Real food. Every step we take backward means another we must take forward. But I foresee a day when the cost to do nothing becomes untenable. One day enough of us will finally look ourselves in the mirror. We'll look past the expensive medications from doctors and look instead to our pantries. We'll let food be our medicine, and medicine our food. We'll finally pay the cost of the truth in full. We'll change the way we eat. We will teach our kids to live harmoniously with the land. We'll begin traditions that are ecologically responsible. And we'll hope that future generations don't get lulled into the same complacency we were. As a last parting gift, we'll admonish our children to accept the onion of truth rather than the cotton candy of lies. However painful, it's worth it. But that still leaves me wondering. What is the cost of lies?